Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to the Wrestlers with Experience podcast. I am your host, Dietrich Davis. No need for the long title tonight. We get straight to fucking business. My co-host, Mark Morell, is working on other episodes. But I think we need to have a very serious conversation about this business of professional wrestling when it comes to the leaders of professional wrestling. Put your emotions aside. WWE is the leaders of professional wrestling. The whole industry watches and chooses to copy and replicate with a difference in some way. Or they try to do the exact opposite. But New Japan watches WWE. ROH watches WWE. Impact watches WWE. AEW was created because of their anger with WWE and learned that they and they still have not learned that they cannot reinvent the wheel. Only the frame and the chassis and the beauty of the ride. They have not learned that formula yet. Actually, AEW is failing horribly and New Japan is only being held on by its fans in Japan simply because it is a isolated company that does not truly affect the rest of the wrestling business. And they're not even 5% the value and audience viewership of the WWE. WWE just acquired themselves 25 million more viewers. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you a long time ago on this fucking podcast that if you're looking at the ratings, you're looking at the wrong thing. This is about streaming content. This is about um, streaming services. Them being on the new USA Network is simply a formula to produce streaming numbers. I do not care what you say and your emotions and what you think and in my opinion and what I feel, I'm talking fact. I come from the world of film and fucking television. I understand how this market works completely. WWE is the leader of the world of sports entertainment. They refuse to let wrestling not stop. And everybody watched to see what the WWE did. Everybody who uh, from AEW and ROH all benefited from WWE when Vince McMahon got that little cliff note from the governor through the President Trump to let the show keep on running. And then everybody else followed the WWE format that they presented. Now, I had to say all of that to get you paying attention to the next set of words that are going to be coming out of my mouth for the next 20, 30, or 40 minutes, or even longer if this conversation takes that. We are in a new stratosphere 
of the business of professional wrestling. And this WrestleMania, though it is in a sense a throwaway WrestleMania, it is very important to their new partners over at Peacock, which was just recently brought them 25 million more streamers for the easy price of $9.99 with everything you get involved. And WWE is going to have to use a little bit of the old to give you something new. But unfortunately, it will be at the sacrifice of many pieces put in place that is supposed to protect the business of professional wrestling. Fuck your emotions in this episode. Fuck you being a fan in a fan in this episode. Fuck you thinking you know how something works when 99.99% of you never even spoke with a person in that company. I have almost contracted with them. Great relationships with referees and friends in that company. People who end up becoming wrestlers that I keep very private because the people who are friends of yours in this wrestling community will think you're lying that you actually know the people or become jealous. Even a television format that you see in WWE, I inspired. Lawsuit coming later. Now take everything I said with a grain of salt if you want to. It is your grain of salt to do so. But on this episode, we're going to talk some fucking facts. Let's start off with the Royal Rumble, which was a decent and good show. I really have issues, rarely have issues with this particular show. But what you do not realize is that they set up Almost a whole roster of failures coming out of this year's WrestleMania. Now, I'm going to do a quick micro review of WrestleMania first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Raw and the issues that's going on. We had the WWE Universal Championship Roman Reigns as champion with Paul Heyman versus Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. Roman Reigns won. We had the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. As, uh, as Drew McIntyre as champion versus Goldberg. Guess what? Drew McIntyre won. We had the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, Asuka and Charlotte Flair as champions versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Guess what? You, you guessed it. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, as predicted. SmackDown Women's Championship, Shasha Banks as champion versus Carmella with Reginald, whoever the fuck he is. You want to know who won? You guessed it. Sasha Banks. We had the men's Royal Rumble match, a decent Royal Rumble card full of your bullshit surprises and old superstars instead of putting new superstars in. You got your Christians and your Edge and your this and your that. Waste of fucking time. Guess who wins the Royal Royal Rumble? Edge. You guessed it. And then we got the women's Royal Rumble match, which I, let me say something. Mark was, our co-host of this show, Mark picks Excuse me, I was belching. Our co-host of this show, Mark Morrell, picks the beautiful black, beautiful black woman, the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. 
Mark, I got to throw you under the bus on this one for a little bit. Three, two years, two years ago on this podcast, he had no faith in Bianca Belair and did not know who she really was. I had to explain to him who she was, where she came from, the sports background, what she will accomplish. I even tweeted that she will WrestleMania main event, possibly WrestleMania 37. A year ago, after last year's WrestleMania. But WrestleMania 38 belongs to her. As I predicted, I was correct. She's going to main event WrestleMania 37. And that is going to be a damaging moment in her career. You don't believe me? Bear with me for a minute. We're just getting started. Now we're going to talk about only the Royal Rumble winners at this time going into our world champions. Bianca Belair is a very important element to WWE and its streaming platform business. We have a black female vice president and having a true African-American women's champion is very important in the eyes of WWE. Sasha Banks winning this rumble is a great thing, but a mistake. This is not me hating. This is me explaining to you that you don't that you are caught up in the hype. And if you are caught up in the hype of how WWE presents things, you need to own that you're a little too much of a fan and you need to pull your eye pull your pull your eyes behind the curtain. Because that's a disaster waiting to happen. Not because she's not talented. It's not her time. She needs one more full year of dominance. She just had a horrible angle with Bailey. Should she really be going to WrestleMania? Not right now. She needs to be shown as a dominant superstar. She was off. She was on Raw and then off of Raw and then showed up on SmackDown after a draft. She needs to be extremely immersed and immersed into the WWE audience as that woman. I would have made Sasha. Should have gotten all the way to component number 30. She should have entered at number, not Sasha, excuse me. Bianca should have entered at number one and ran roughshod on everyone until she got to number 30 and then been eliminated. Because last year she got halfway through the Rumble and got eliminated. And then she could have said, I will enter into the Royal Rumble next year and I will main event WrestleMania. And you could have used a year of building the story of Bianca Belair. See, what you motherfuckers are used to is seeing one good match and then all of a sudden, they need to be the WWE champion. They need to be at the main event of WrestleMania. Some of you are only picking her because she's a black woman and I understand all of that. But a man once said to me, are you willing to destroy the kingdom just to have it all? Because once you get it all and you've destroyed the kingdom, you're king of nothing. And will Bianca Belair become the king of nothing, the queen of nothing? Again, do not take these words as hate or misunderstanding. Understand what needs to be built. Bianca Belair is the most special talent WWE has. She is a woman on a level that we have not seen, but we need her to get to that level. And force feeding a championship on her as great as she is, as loved as she is, is not going to work. 
But of course, you're going to say, but we needed her to win the Rumble. No, you didn't. You needed her to almost win the Rumble. See, the problem is most of you motherfuckers really don't understand storytelling. And then you don't understand what the chase really is. Some of you people have podcasts across this United States and still don't understand the format of wrestling because a lot of you like to talk it to a mic or talk it to a fucking camera and think that you get what this is supposed to be because you're a fucking fan. And you've never made a dollar except for the bullshit job you had to fucking check in on and clock out and ask for permission if you want to go on vacation. You barely have creative control over 99% of your life. And you're going to tell me you know how to have creative control over WWE where you ain't never made no one a millionaire. You've never made no one a superstar. Oh, I can say that. I've worked for a billion dollar film corporation. I have been a part and acquired billion dollar franchises and got them there. My fucking resume speaks for itself. Some of you can't even get a simple fucking video off the ground for your blog channels, but you want to tell us how the WWE is supposed to work. And that Bianca Belair needs to be the woman's champion. She does need to be that. Not at 37, at 38. WrestleMania, I'm talking. But you guys are so far deep in your emotions, you don't realize that they're destroying her. So now what happens? She goes into WrestleMania and she wins the WWE Championship. And the problem comes into who do you have for her to face? And when you got no one for her to face and she has no true enemy in the company, who does she need to, who does she go to face? And what you'll have is of her dropping the belt 30 days later. Do y'all not remember the failed Coffee Kingston run? You wanted that so bad. And I wouldn't necessarily say it was failed, but his run as champion was a corporate coffee. But like most failures in life, they'll say, well, at least he got it. Fuck getting it. Let me tell you the type of human being I am. I'm not happy with just winning. I could win every fucking day. Just winning means nothing to me. I must be etched and the archives of history. Bianca Belair is the first black women's champion. She's also in the archives of history. Great. Great. And will it be remembered? Because when it comes to black people, we'll take any award as long as they're giving us a word, awards, you fucking coons. And then white people say she was a great black champion, you know, this, that, and the other. She was great, you know, this, that. Fuck all that. So who do you put her up against? Sasha Banks, when Sasha Banks should be heading to WrestleMania with fucking properly, properly against fucking, excuse me, I had to take a belch, people. Forgive me. She be she should be main eventing Sasha Banks to be main event in WrestleMania against Bailey, because Bailey should have been the one to eliminate her at the Royal Rumble, and then she can really build the feud, and then you could put the belt back on Bailey, 
And for one whole year, you can have this feud of Bailey and and Bianca Belair. And maybe we can build a true feud for her. Because what can you do with her and Sasha Banks? They already didn't have a good match. I'm pretty sure they want to get in the ring with each other and scrap it up and make it look good. But that's not going to benefit her. Pinning Sasha means nothing when Sasha is the most pinned champion in history outside of um, Charlotte Flair. But pinning Charlotte Flair means more. Maybe Charlotte Flair needs to be that champion again. And I can see you people disagreeing. You're haters. You don't understand marketing and money and nothing because you've never made it. So I'm going to insult you in this particular episode. We may lose listeners on this. But if you're listening to me, you'll understand what the fuck I'm telling you. If Bianca Belair pins a Charlotte Flair then that's a pin. And you can build a whole year going into that. We didn't need her as a tag team champion, Charlotte. But we needed her as a world champion. Because if you look at Asuka, Asuka Reign is fucking trash. Trash. Did you notice she wasn't even at the Royal Rumble last night? Asuka's ring is pure fucking trash. Oscar's wrestling ability seems like it has declined. But you got some people who are so obsessed with Asian culture and sports and wrestling that she's the only person to be the champion. Oscar's a Asa Oscar is a champion, but she should not be champion right now. You can't do Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. That match has been done to death. Or maybe the women's championship on Raw needs to be vacated. Or let Charlotte win that championship at WrestleMania. Give them, give us this throwaway WrestleMania. Give her the pin and let her run with that belt for a whole year and have it where Bianca Belair is, com is coming up under Charlotte to take that championship. That's the WrestleMania feud. Bianca Belair winning her first championship against the WWE's favorite flair, Charlotte Flair. The prodigal child has come home and the prodigal child must be destroyed. That's my personal opinion. But my fact is, if Bianca Belair wins that WWE championship, or is in the main event of WrestleMania, this will damage her career. And you don't see it now, but eight months from now, people be saying, oh, this nigga Dietrich was right. They should have saved her. But you people just want to go chair and bull. You won't even let WWE take you through the fucking emotions. And the sad part is, there wasn't even a woman to win the Rumble match. Maybe the Rumble match needed to be win won by fucking Bailey and let her and Sasha truly close off their feud at WrestleMania. But then you guys wouldn't be happy with that. Sometimes a good film doesn't make you happy because they have to give you the bullshit to get you to win. This short-term booking 
for Bianca Belair will damage her. And it will damage her championship reign. Her being a black woman at this time in the world is very important to the WWE. We need to be comfortable with saying our vice president of the United States is a woman of color. Not everybody's quite comfortable with that just yet, even though they got the fake smiling faces. And this episode is going to come off as hate to a lot of you. But I understand that you understand because the only money you ever made was when you had to go to work to slave for someone. And there's nothing wrong with that. But none of your niggas is bosses. None of your bitches is bosses. And a boss would understand this is the wrong move. Vince McMahon wasn't even at the Royal Rumble last night. Y'all say Vince still don't got it. He don't understand. He always was right about go uh, about Roman Reigns. I talked about this on the episode. The old man was right. But because we're so used to bashing him because we can't control the WWE yourselves. Because we can't be in control of the WWE. And if I was booking, this was should be happening and blah, blah, blah. Guess the fuck what? He was right. Now, Roman Reigns is wrestling's God. He has reached a level of heel that has not been seen in about 20 years. Oh, The Rock wasn't this type of heel. Steve Austin wasn't this type of heel. Hogan wasn't even this type of heel. We actually got a violent epithet monstrosity running around the WWE by the name of Roman Reigns, and it looks fucking amazing. Oh, being the bad guy ain't cool. Being the bad guy is Roman Reigns right now. Which everybody asked for the whole time. Vince just had to see that one. Oh, he was right about Roman, but he had to see that one. But now Roman Reigns is God tear wrestling. He has a God tier manager who has built up his credibility with Brock Lesnar. And then with this most successful run that he's having with Roman Reigns, make him the most powerful of all time. But some of you hate Roman Reigns because he looks better than you. And his body's better than you. And he's a pretty boy. And you can say he doesn't know how to wrestle. He'll out-wrestle a lot of you. See, you don't remember when he was leaky down at FCW. That man can go. But when you're a heel, you don't got to do much. And Roman was a heel in the waiting. He was the villain in the waiting. Now they got the best villain villain in wrestling history for the last 20 years with the best manager in wrestling since the 80s. A combination that will never be recreated ever again. We could talk about great wrestling managers and the people they managed, but they never had a Brock Lesnar and a Roman Reigns under their record books. And don't let Brock come back. Ooh, imagine Brock and Roman as tag team champions under, under, under Paul Heyman's reign. Ooh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you motherfuckers ain't ready. But we have a problem brewing, and that problem is fucking Edge. 
Oh, you know it's a problem. You know it. Edge should be going up against Drew McIntyre. That is the only match for him. But as we seen tonight or last night on Monday Night Raw, that WWE has made it their motherfucking business to stick Edge into Roman Reigns' positioning. Because you guys want to see Edge versus Roman. Let me tell you something. Edge is horrible in the ring right now. He is a botch king. He's injury riddled. And he doesn't even look good. He only looks good walking to the ring. When he takes that coat off, you know that is a 50-year-old man. And he don't got the go power to go anymore. And because he's already lived his dream, he wants to relive his dream. And he's willing to, he's willing to destroy the world to get it all. You're really willing to fuck it up. The Nostalgia Act for Edge ended at last year's WrestleMania with that horrible match against Randy. Edge was the worst part of that match. Let's not get it twisted. Edge appeared at the Royal Rumble. You got hype. You wanted him to win. Now you get your Edge Royal Rumble win because, again, this is a throwaway WrestleMania. This WrestleMania has one goal and one goal only, and that is to establish their power and viewership on Peacock. A deal that ESPN thought they were going to get. <laughs> Peacock put their money where their mouth was. His match on Raw was fucking horrible. Edge going up against uh, Randy Orton. Look at that match, ladies and gentlemen. That movement, that slow motion, the misstepping, the not taking the great bumps. That's what we're going to get at WrestleMania. I guarantee you, Edge has been riddled down to just one move, a spear, and that is it. He doesn't have that intensity he used to be. He's not that old lion he used to be, the young lion he used to be. He is a lion that has been fed by the zookeeper for so long that when he roars, it's only to make you go, wow. But he couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight at this point in his fucking career. And you want that to go up against Roman Reigns for WrestleMania? Oh, I saw all of you on social media. How dare you? Made me want to spit on you. It's me spitting on your Twitter fingers. Oh, this, 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 this podcast is coming off that Dietrich is fucking bitter. I'm far from being bitter. I see extremely clearly, and most of us that can see extremely clearly at what we're looking at will be called a hater, but then we'll later on be saying, oh, but they did call it. And I'd rather you think I'm a hater now to realize I was right tomorrow. People got to learn how to put their fandom aside and understand that Edge versus Roman Reigns is not the move unless Edge is eating the pin to Roman Reigns. And that is the, uh, the next level of making Roman fervor godlike. That is it. Daniel Bryan can go up against Roman Reigns. His job will be to eat the pin to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns should not lose that championship for another year or two. He should have a thousand days as WWE champion straight. No interruption. 
it's time to keep Roman as the greatest heel in history of the WWE because he is on a God tier with it. In my personal opinion, they should put Edge and Christian back and put Edge and Christian back together and let them win the WWE uh, Raw Tag Team Championships or the WWE SmackDown Championships and put them up against Bianca Belair's husband the street, and, and his boy in the Street Profits. Edge and them should be putting someone over in the tag team division, which needs the help right now. The problem is, who do you put up against Drew for WrestleMania? Drew versus his former best friend? <laughs> that should be done at the fucking world. That should be done at Elimination Chamber. But Drew versus the fucking the, the, the Irish redhead against Sheamus? That match is not a good in-ring match. They don't even look like they'll have a great match with each other. My personal opinion. I don't want people to think that I'm hating on what WWE presented because I'm a hater. I'm hating because I know this is only this is not about the talent right now. This is about showing Peacock that they have the power. This is about selling Peacock to us. This is about getting Peacock subscribers. Edge versus Roman Reigns is not a match for the fans. It's a match for a network. It is for the NBC family. Sorry if you don't believe it. This WrestleMania is to help them sell Modern Family and all those other shows that are on the Peacock platform. It's a launching network. The first 60 days is extremely important to them. And what happens if they use Edge to pin Roman Reigns? You have destroyed the Roman reign heel, and now you have nothing. This is where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. And me personally, at this moment in time, I believe Edge is a selfish fuck. He ain't no different than Goldberg. You don't need no championships. You got about 11 or 12 of them. Goodbye, go fuck your wife, Go cuddle your kids and go watch your old wrestling tapes. We don't need you. You've had your time, bucko. It is over now. But you guys don't want to hold on to that either. Hmm. And then I want to talk about Edge's promo on Raw. Edge comes down to the ring looking like he's ferocious. And then he gets in front of Drew McIntyre and says, you're showing me respect when I'm the biggest threat to you. If you was a threat, you should have made him feel threatened. You got upset that he chose to respect you. And then your ass to even beat his ass to let him know this is what can happen to you at WrestleMania, even though he's picking Goldberg. And then when Sheamus came down to the ring, we obviously knew this was the setup for their feud. Edge's promo was fucking trash. Edge does not deserve the WWE championship. Edge does not deserve the Universal Championship. Edge has officially had, what, two matches since he's been back? And that allocates him for the uh, eligibility. It should be a new rule that if you're going to go into the Royal Rumble, that you have ha should have a minimum of 20 matches that you have won for the year. There should be new rules to going into the Royal Rumble. 
who's eligible, who's not eligible. Edge last time we seen Edge wrestle, he tore his triceps, sat at home for ten months after WrestleMania, came back. <laughs> now he's back. <laughs> now he's going to WrestleMania, coming down to the ring with a limp. He's worse than Kevin Nash right now. He's te- he's tearing muscles in his body just by walking to the ring. Edge is a liability to the WWE at this moment in time, and they need to keep him away. They should have gave him a tag team run and gave him something on Raw and SmackDown and let people play the nostalgia act with them two winning the tag, with him and Edge and Christian winning the tag team championships and giving us something for them to drop the titles to. But of course, Roman Reigns is going to become the sacrificial lamb to benefit Peacock. And I might be wrong about all of this, but I'll leave you with this. Bianca Belair is the best woman in the company. Second best to Charlotte. It should be Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 38 in front of the world when it has reset in front of an arena of 80,000 fans winning it properly. Not used as the black woman as a token figure to sell Peacock. Edge, Roman Reigns should not be sacrificed as a way to sell Peacock. That's just the truth. I said this to my co-host Mark Morrell, and this Royal Rumble and this WrestleMania was the throwaway Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. This ain't got nothing to do with your fans and what you want to see. This is about them proving that they are worth $1 billion dollars to a television company that no longer cares about ratings. It cares about streams. WWE is the leading force in sports entertainment. Everybody else are far away twos and threes when it comes to the business of wrestling. And this is what it is. I'm not going to beat your heads over over the head anymore. I think this I think this Royal Rumble, as good as it was, was filled with a lot of future mistakes, and that's completely fucking disappointing, and I'm tired of that. I want WrestleMania to be great. Not well, what do we what do the people at Peacock want to see? Because when a network gets in business, whether you believe it or not. That's the question that's asked. And I'm going to break down. I'm going to give you guys a little inside a trip to trip inside a trip to how the industry works. You go to make a movie and you got this beautiful 200 page script. That's a long movie. You got this beautiful 90 page or 186, 160 page script written out and you put all your love and your heart and emotion into it. And a giant corporation like Paramount says, we got $200 million for you. And you go, great, I'm going to make the movie of my dreams. Uh-uh-uh. That's not how it works. See, we got an investor down in Singapore, and they don't want you to have any Asian villains. What do you mean? The villain is Asian. Make him Puerto Rican. We can't have any Asian villains. We got to sell the movie to China. And now your emotions are readjusted, and now you make the villain Asian. Asian. And now he's no longer Chinese. He's Hispanic. He's Mexican. Easier to sell, right? As the villain. And they say, hey, your hero, 
Yeah, um, he's white with blonde hair and blue eyes. Name's John. Yeah, we're going to need someone black. And let's give him a name that speaks urban, like Thomas. And let's give him a last name like Watkins or Stevenson. And you got to go, shit, they just gave me $200 million. And you got to get into your little computer. You got to do your little typing. And you know what you got to do? You got to change this character to fucking Marshawn Jenkins. They look at the script. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, there's a, there's a sex scene in this movie with a, a woman, with a white woman. And he's a black man. And they go, yeah, but you, you guys told me to turn him black. So that's why he's still sleeping with the white woman. Oh, no, 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 we can't have that. Come to find out when we did research, when we, we spoke to research, um, uh, uh, when, we, when we spoke to the research department, come to find out black men with big penises having sex with white women is the number one selling porn, and we don't want people to associate this film from porn. So let's see if we can make her Hispanic or black, or better yet, let's just remove the sex scene completely because we really don't need that, and we don't need people thinking of us as uh, brazers or something like that, and we don't want that association. So now you're taking... I have to long wind this for you. So now you have to take your sex scene out the movie because the original character was white. The woman was white, but now they ask you to make him black. So now the woman can't be white because now it looks like you're making a porno scene in the middle of your movie because interracial porn. And let me tell you something. Fun fact. Interracial porn is not a black woman sleeping with a white man. Interracial porn is only when a black man sleeps with a white woman. That's the industry for you. So they don't want you to think that they don't want the movie to think that they're funding a low key interracial porn movie. So black man, white woman out, your sex scene is out, this, that, and the other. Oh, you had a scene in there when they blew up a school? Oh my God, they had, well, based off of the Columbine stuff and all the school shootings and this, that, and the other, we don't think that this scene, that shootout scene should be this. But can we do it in Central Park somewhere? And now you have to readjust that. And that comes from each investor who is a part of that $200 million gets say-so on what you're getting ready to create. Now, this is where it gets fun. The movie that you presented, that you got that $200 million for, 80% of what you presented is no longer going to hit that screen because the investors got to get say-so on what hits that screen because they're paying for it. Peacock will influence WrestleMania. It will influence the outcomes. It already influenced the Royal Rumble, whether you believe it or not. I'm not talking fandom. I'm not talking like a dirt sheet. What I'm talking is fact. And this is the industry of television 101. Dietrich Davis gives you a billion dollars and you're about to put something on my network and television screens. Oh, I get to tell you how you put what you're going to put on those television screens. You don't believe me? Ask Mr. Man when the WWE, when they were told by the USA Network <laughs> that they needed a 24-7 championship. And what did they do? They made the 24-7 championship bigger than the World Heavyweight Championship during comedy sketch, in the format of comedy sketches. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm done running your fucking air off. I have spoken the truth. Not my truth, the truth. I have given you facts. I have given you idea. I have given you reason behind my frustration and upsetness going into this year's WrestleMania, going into this year's Royal Rumble. Because what they do now, between now and WrestleMania, and after WrestleMania, will be a complete and utter disappointment. Just like Edge speaking to Damian Priest telling him, you got it, buddy, meant no sense on Raw. The whole WrestleMania card will disappoint you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wrestlers with Experience. If you think I'm a hater, you'll call me a genius and you'll say that I'm right tomorrow. Enjoy your day. If you're on the East Coast, the snowstorm is a motherfucker. If you're on the West Coast, please enjoy the sun. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Keep social distancing. And make sure that you take care of your friends and family. Reach out to someone. This is Dietrich Davis, and I'm out.